from around the world. This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The following audio drama is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the all-new Mutual Audio Network. The sudden departure of Malcolm and Donalbane has aroused much suspicion of the two princes. During this period of unrest, Macbeth has seized the Scottish throne. Act 3, Scene 1. Fores, the palace. Banquo was alone in the great hall. Thou hast it now, king, cowdle, glams, all, as the weird women promised, and I fear thou playedest most foully for it. Yet it was said it should not stand in thy posterity, but that myself should be the root and father of many kings, if there come truth from them, as upon thee, Macbeth. Their speeches shine. Why, by the verities on thee made good, may they not be my oracles as well, and set me up in hope? But hush, no more. Macbeth and Lady Macbeth enter, newly crowned as king and queen, followed by Lennox, Ross, lords, ladies, and attendants. We hear our bloody cousins are bestowed in England and in Ireland, not confessing their cruel patricide, filling their heroes with strange invention, but of that tomorrow, when therewithal we shall have cause of state craving us jointly. Here's Banquo, our chief guest. Tonight we'll hold a solemn supper, sir, and I'll request your presence. Let your highness command upon me. Ride you this afternoon. Goes fleance with you. Aye, my good lord. We should have else desired your good advice in this day's council, but we'll take tomorrow. Is far you ride? As far, my lord, as will fill up the time twixt this and supper. Fail not our feast. My lord, I will not. Hie you to horse. I wish him swift and sure afoot. Farewell. Banquo departs. Let every man be master of his time till seven at night. To make society the sweeter welcome, we will ourselves till supper time alone. While then, God be with you. All but Macbeth and the attendant exit. Sarah, a word with you. Attend those men. Our pleasure. They are, my lord, without the palace gate. Bring them before us. As you please, your highness. To be thus is nothing, but to be safely thus. Our fears in Banquo stick deep, and in his royalty of nature reigns that which would be feared. Tis much he dares, and to that dauntless temper of his mind he hath a wisdom that doth guide his valour to act in safety. 
There is none but he whose being I do fear, and under him my genius is rebuked, as it is said Mark Antony's was by Caesar. He chid the sisters when first they put the name of king upon me, and bade them speak to him. Then, prophet-like, they hailed him father to a line of kings. Upon my head they placed a fruitless crown, and put a barren scepter in my gripe, thence to be wrenched with an unlineal hand, no son of mine succeeding. If to be so, for Banquo's issue have I filed my mind. For them the gracious Duncan have I murdered, put rancors in the vessel of my peace only for them, and mine eternal jewel given to the common enemy of man to make them kings, the seed of Banquo kings. Who's there? The attendant returns with two murderers. Now go to the door and stay there till we call. Aye, my lord. Was it not yesterday we spoke together? It was, so please, your highness. Well then, now, have you considered of my speeches? Know that it was he in the times past which held you so under fortune, which you thought had been our innocent self? You made it known to us. Do you find your patience so predominant in your nature that you can let this go? Are you so gospel to pray for this good man and for his issue, whose heavy hand hath bowed you to the grave and beggared yours forever? We are men, my liege. <laughs> Aye, in the catalogue ye go for men, as hounds and greyhounds, mongrels, spaniels, curs and demi-wolves are clapped all by the name of dogs. I am one, my liege, whom the vile blows and the buffets of the world have so incensed that I am reckless what I do despite the world. And I another, so weary with disasters, tug with fortune, that I would set my lie on any chance to mend it or be rid on it. Both of you know Banquo was your enemy. True, my, my lord. lord. So is he mine, and in such bloody distance that every minute of his being thrust against my nearest of life, and though I could with barefaced power sweep him from my sight and bid my will avouch it, yet I must not. For certain friends that are both his and mine, whose loves I may not drop, but wail his fall who I myself struck down. And thence it is that I to your assistance do make love, masking the business from the common eye for sundry weighty reasons. We shall, my lord, perform what you command us. Though our lives... Your spirit shine through you. Within this hour at most I will advise you where to plant yourselves. For it must be done tonight. Fleance, his son, that keeps him company, whose absence is no less material to me than is his father's, must embrace the fate of that dark hour. Resolve yourselves apart. I'll come to you anon. We, we are, are resolved, resolved my, my lord. lord. I'll call upon you straight. Abide within. The two murderers exit. It is concluded. Banquo, thy soul's flight, if it find heaven, must find it out tonight. Macbeth exits. Scene two. The palace. A servant is summoned to the presence of Lady Macbeth, who is dressing for that evening's banquet. Say to the king I would attend to his leisure for a few words. Madam, I will. The servant departs. After a moment, Macbeth enters. How now, my lord? Why do you keep alone? Of sorriest fancies your companions making, using those thoughts which should indeed have died with them they think on. Things without all remedy should be without regard. What's done is done. We have scotched the snake, not killed it. She'll close and be herself, whilst our poor malice remains in danger of her former tooth. 
but let the frame of things disjoint both the worlds suffer, ere we will eat our meal in fear, and sleep in the affliction of these terrible dreams that shake us nightly. Better be with the dead than on the torture of the mind, to lie in restless ecstasy. Duncan is in his grave. After life's fitful fever, he sleeps well. Treason has done his worst. Nor steel, nor poison, malice domestic, foreign levy, nothing can touch him further. Come on, gentle my lord. Sleek o'er your rugged looks. Be bright and jovial amongst your guests tonight. So shall I love, and so I pray be you. Thou knowest that Banquo and his fleance lives. But in them, nature's copies not a turn. There's comfort yet. They are assailable. Then be thou jocund, ere the bat hath flown his cloistered flight, ere to black Hecate summons the shard-born beetle with his drowsy hums hath rung night's yawning peal, there shall be done a deed of dreadful note. What's to be done? Be innocent of the knowledge, dearest Chuck, till thou applaud the deed. Come, sealing night, scarf up the tender eye of pitiful day, and with thy bloody and invisible hand, cancel and tear to pieces that great bond which keeps me pale. Light thickens, and the crow makes wing to the rookie wood. So prithee, go with me. They depart the chamber together. Scene 3. The Hall in the Palace. A banquet is prepared. Ross, Lennox, other lords in attendance stand by the great table. Macbeth and Lady Macbeth enter the hall. You know your own degrees. Sit down. At first and last, the hearty welcome. Thanks to your majesty. Ourself will mingle with society and play the humble host. Anon will drink a measure, the table round. The guests are seated and talk among themselves. The two murderers appear, but stop at the doorway. Macbeth, unnoticed by his guests, goes to them. There's blood on thy face. Tis Banquo's sin. Tis better thee without than he within. Is he dispatched? <laughs> My lord, his throat is cut. That I did for him. Thou art the best of the cutthroats. Yet he's good that did the like for Fleance. If thou didst it, thou art the nonpareil. Most royal sir, Fleance escaped. Then comes my fit again. I am cabined, cribbed, confined, bound into saucy doubts and fears. But Banquo safe? <laughs> ah, my good lord. Safe in a ditch he bides, with twenty trenched gashes on his head. The least a death to nature. Thanks for that. There the grown serpent lies. My royal lord, you do not give the cheer. Ah, get thee gone. Tomorrow we'll hear ourselves again. The murderers depart. Ha, 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 sweet remembrance, sir. Now good digestion, weight on appetite, and health on both. May it please your highness, sit. The ghost of Banquo enters and sits, unseen by the party, in Macbeth's place. Here had we now our country's honor roofed, where the graced person of our Banquo present who may I rather challenge for unkindness than pity for mischance? 
His absence, sir, lays blame upon his promise. Please it, your highness, to grace us with your royal company. The table's full. Here is a place reserved, sir. Where? Here, my good lord. What is it that moves your highness? Which of you have done this? What, what my, my good, good lord? lord? Thou canst not say I did it. Never shake thy gory locks at me. Gentlemen, rise. His highness is not well. Sit, worthy friends. My lord is often thus and hath been from his youth. Pray you, keep seat. The fit is momentary. Feed and regard him not. Oh, proper stuff. This is the very painting of your fear. This is the air-drawn dagger which you said led you to Duncan. Shame itself. Why do you make such faces when all's done you look but on a stool? Prithee, see there. Behold, look low. Why, what can I, if thou canst not speak to? My worthy lord, your noble friends do lack you. The ghost of Banquo vanishes. <laughs> I do forget. Do not muse at me, most worthy friends. I have a strange infirmity, which is nothing to those that know me. Come, love and health to all. Then I'll sit down. And to our dear friend Banquo, whom we miss, would he were here. To all and him we thirst, and all to all. Our, our duties and the pledge. The ghost returns and sits once again in Macbeth's place. <gasps> Avant, and quit my sight. Let the earth hide thee. Thy bones are marrowless. Thy blood is cold. Thou hast no speculation in those eyes which thou dost glare with. Think of this, good peers, but as a thing of custom. Tis no other. Only it spoils the pleasure of the time. What man dare I dare? Approach thou like the rugged Russian bear, the armed rhinoceros, or the hurricane and tiger. Take any shape but that, and my firm nerves shall never tremble. Or be alive again and dare me to the desert with thy sword. If trembling I inhabit then, protest me the baby of a girl. Hence, horrible shadow, unreal mockery, hence. If charnel houses and our graves must send those that we bury back, our monuments shall be the, the maws of kites. What? Quite unmanned and folly. If I stand here, I saw him. Five shame. The ghost of Banquo vanishes. Why so? Being gone, I am a man again. Pray you, sit still. You have displaced the mirth, broke the good meeting with most admired disorder. Blood hath been shed ere now with the olden time, ere human statute purged the gentle wheel. Aye, and since, too, murders have been performed, too terrible for the ear, the times have been that when the brains were out, the man would die, and there an end. But now they rise again and push us from our stools. Can such things be and overcome us like a summer's cloud without our special wonder? You make me strange, even to the disposition that I owe, when now I think you can behold such sights and keep the natural ruby of your cheeks when mine is blanched with fear. What sights, my lord? I pray you, speak not. He grows worse and worse. Question enrages him. At once. Good night. Stand not upon the order of your going, but go at once. Good night, and better health attend his majesty. A kind good night to all. The guests depart. Macbeth and Lady Macbeth remain. 
lack the season of all natures. Sleep. It will have blood. They say blood will have blood. Stones have been known to move and trees to speak. Augurs and understood relations have, by maggot pies and chuffs and rooks, brought forth the secretest man of blood. What is the night? Almost at odds with the morning, which is which. How sayst thou that Macduff denies his person at our great bidding? Did you send to him, sir? I hear it, by the way, but I will send. There's not a one of them, but in his house I keep a servant feed. I will to-morrow, and betimes I will, to the weird sisters. More shall they speak, for I am bent to know by the worst means the worst. Not had, all spent. Where our desire is got without content, to safer to be that which we destroy, than by destruction dwell in doubtful joy. I am in blood stepped in so far that, should I wade no more, returning were as tedious as go o'er. Strange things I have in head that will to hand, which must be acted ere they may be scanned. <sighs> Come, will to sleep. My strange and self-abuse is the initiate fear that wants hard use. We are yet but young indeed. They exit. Sixty-three audio. Hey, that's my Barble doll, Tiffy. What are you doing to it? It's not your Barble doll, Sally. Why would I want to play with your regular old sissy Barble? I've got my very own special Barble. Oh wow, she sure does look special. Why is she wearing torn-up khaki pants, tall boots, and a ripped flannel shirt? Because my Barble is the all-new, post-apocalyptic Barble. <gasps> is she battling the zombie invasion? She sure is. Just look at that lifelike bandolier and the scale replica of a real M1 rifle. Wow. Yeah, and over here's the official post-apocalyptic Barble playset. Just look at these awesome zombie action figures. Touch that one's face. Ew, it feels so real. Ah, his eye popped out. I know, don't you just love it? It's awesome. I'm gonna run home and ask my mommy if I can have the post-apocalyptic Barble too. Sally, I heard you got your very own post-apocalyptic Barble doll. Hi, Tiffy. I sure did, and look, here come Barble's boyfriend, living dead Kenny, and her little sister, zombie Skipler. Grrr. So awesome, Sally. With our own post-apocalyptic Barble playset and all these accessories, I know we'll be ready when the last days come. Well, I sure hope they come in our lifetime, Tiffy. <laughs> post-apocalyptic Barble comes with zombie hunter wardrobe and weaponry. Post-apocalyptic Barble playset sold separately and comes with three zombie action figures. Living Dead Kenny and Zombie Skipler sold separately. Batteries not included. Now available from Has-Been Toys. This is Lothar Tuppen, creator of the sword and sorcery show, The Sword of the Crimson Tatters. And you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network.